Hey all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm your host, Darren. I have the Fire and Water Cooking channel on YouTube, Fire and Water Cooking Facebook group and page on Facebook and on Instagram. Thanks for following on our podcast. We have a special guest today, Greg Mervich from Ballistic Barbecue. He's going to talk about his book, his YouTube channel, and all that. And I'll be right back. Greg. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter. Sous vide and chilling from fire and water. Hey guys, thanks for joining me. This is Darren, uh, Fire and Water Cooking Podcast, and I want to thank you guys for joining me. And I've got as a, my first guest today, Mr. Greg Mervich. He has the YouTube channel Ballistic Barbecue, and he's had it for over eight years. He uh, has done a ton of barbecue. He's actually one of the first guys I saw on YouTube mixing sous vide and barbecue together. So. Uh, Thanks for joining me, Greg. Welcome, and go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, thanks for having me. First of all, it's, a, it's an honor being your first guest. I appreciate that. So, um, hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Greg, uh, Ballistic Barbecue, and um, let's get this ball rolling, Darren. Well, first thing, I just kind of want to talk about your YouTube channel because I think you've grown to your you're almost 300,000 subscribers now and you've been doing it for eight years. I know like me, you're doing it kind of part-time when you can, so it's not your full-time gig, but um, why, why did you get started doing it in the first place? Well, you know, a while back, um, I mean, before I started, I, I had a YouTube account, but it was only so I could like, you know, make comments and subscribe to channels. And I found myself watching, you know, a lot of outdoor cooking videos, but, but back then there weren't really a whole lot of like organized channels. It was just, you know, he was like, say some guy was working on his car in one video, the next video he's cooking, you know, a brisket or something. And, uh, I remember one day I was prepping a pork shoulder or getting ready to prep a pork shoulder for uh, my, my sister and her husband were coming over for dinner. And I handed my wife a little piece of crap video camera and I, and I asked her to film me and um, I guess that was the first video I ever posted I never intended on posting another video after that but then uh, you know it becomes kind of addicting I, I, I was getting the comments and I didn't know what I was supposed to do where they were supposed to reply to the comments and then started getting some comments and questions from other countries and uh, yeah then I was hooked yeah, so. that's kind of how I, I kind of started just by watching other videos. And then, you know, some of yours, like I said, yours are some of the first ones, yours and John Setzler's that I'd started watching. And, and you made it so look so easy because you're very comfortable. And John, too, you know, you explain everything really well and made it look, you know, hey, that guy's a normal guy like me. You know, I can if he can do it, you know, I could probably do something, you know, too. So. I mean, that's kind of what attracts me to a lot of the YouTube cooks, especially the barbecue guys, is they're normal, normal guys like, you know, Troy from T-Roy Cooks and Justin from Baby Back Maniac. They're, they don't come across as snobby or they know everything or, you know, you got to kind of, you know, bow to, bow to them because they're the all, you know, the gods of barbecue. Even Malcolm Reed, you know, he's as long as he's been doing this, he's very personable, very 
likable, very, you know, you know, not standoffish at all. So, but that's one of the things that attracts me to your channel and people like you. So, so how many videos you got in your catalog right now? Oh, well, I have over 400 videos and counting the video that'll be going live on Sunday. Um, 100 of those are, are hamburger videos, believe it or not. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. You, you do a lot of these um, different kinds of burgers from different restaurants and different um, regions and all that. How did you get started doing those? You know, it's funny because, um, you know how when you're, especially back when I started, you're trying to crack the code and figure out what videos are going to do well. And the last thing I thought would do well would be hamburger videos because it just sort of seems so simple. I mean, back then I was doing some crazy things, you know, like cooking. There's a the silky chicken, which is a black chicken with like blue bones and everything, trying to figure out what people wanted to watch. And um, one of my subscribers, she's still a subscriber. Uh, her name is Angie. She lives in Australia. She asked me to do a Big Mac video so i did and it got a really good response and then i realized you know what this is fun i like doing uh, hamburgers are fun and i think they're just very approachable so people aren't intimidated by them and i realized very quickly you could also elevate hamburgers you know they don't have to be just meat cheese onions pickles and lettuce i mean you can kind of craft them around uh, other types of foods and everything and, and and it got a really good response so I just sort of uh, kept it in the old arsenal, I guess. Well, and I can see that because burgers are very, you know, everyday food. They're, you know, everybody, you know, can you know, appreciate a good burger unless they're a vegan <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. or a vegetarian. Everybody likes a good burger. And some of the burgers I've seen you cook is just like, wow, I would never thought of, you know, using those combinations. And that's one of the things that I like is that you can take something that seems like it's so simple and that it can be so overdone. And then you look and you go, wow, that's something I've never seen before on something that's so, you know, normal and every day, you know, so that's kind of what I like about the burger videos. What, so I know you do a lot of burgers, but what's your favorite food to cook for yourself, for your family? I mean, your number one food, whether it's barbecue or, or anything. I, I really enjoy uh, cooking brisket and my my wife's favorite is is be, their beef ribs. So when I do, and I love good beef rib, you know. So I guess briskets and beef rib. We're 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 beef eaters here in this house. Now, see, I'm I'm a big beef rib person too, and I cook I cook plenty of briskets. It's you know beef ribs are just either kind of hard to find here. You can either just get the little short ribs, or you have to go to you know, restaurant depot and try to find a, a rack that's not under 150 bucks, you know, for the yeah. big, uh, the big short rib or the big, uh, you know, chuck ribs. But, um, I, one of the things we can't get here, I'm in Florida. So you guys get a lot of is the tri-tip and, you know, it's very hard to find over here. And when I do find one, I like to, to cook those up. Do you not like the tri-tip too well, or is it just, you prefer brisket? No, and, uh, I, I love tri-tip. I mean, it, it's one of my personal favorites. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as our, our favorites, definitely beef ribs and brisket, but gotcha. you know, I mean, yeah. it's definitely a California thing. And, and we do pick up a lot of tri-tip. Yeah. And we just can't find it here. And when I do, I, I grab one, you know, I, there's a meat supplier I can go to, but it's, they're, they're out of the way and it's, you got to go on certain times. 
certain days and certain time of the day because they're a wholesaler, you know, they sell a restaurant. So if you're not there within like a three hour window, Monday through Thursday, you can't get anything. So <laughs> well, I think you're going to see a change. I mean, you know, tri-tips definitely making its way east. So right. I'm guessing. Yeah, I know it's made it to Texas pretty good. So, I mean, yeah. Texas, they seem to be finding it everywhere. So yeah. hopefully it's like, it's like In-N-Out Burger. They're, they got Texas, you know, has In-N-Out Burgers now. So I'm hoping the In-N-Out Burger will get over here to, to Florida soon because I love In-N-Out Burger. So <laughs> I'm hoping Whataburger makes it out here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We had Whataburger here in Florida for about uh, two years, and they they didn't do well. They oh, really? they closed them all up and moved them back to Texas. So. We got you know uh, Shake Shack out here now, and of course Five Guys. Then you know In and Out, of course. But yeah, we don't have Shake Shack yet either. Um, and there's we just started getting some uh, uh, Smash Burgers, but. The ones over here aren't as good as the ones I've had out in Colorado and, and that area over out west. So I don't know if it's different owners or what. But no, There's definitely a burger culture out here um, in, in Southern California. So I don't know. I, like te, You know, Texas, they, they have their briskets and we have our burgers, I guess. I don't know. So besides YouTube and Instagram and all that, what, are you, what do you do besides that as far as your ballistic barbecue? Do you, you have your own website or? Is it strictly YouTube that you're doing for that or? No, you know, I have, well, I have my Facebook page that I, um, you know, I share my videos on and, and I also all do uh, kind of edited down versions of my videos and put them on there. Um, have you found it hard to pull people from Facebook to YouTube and vice versa? Yeah, I think there's definitely a different, you know, it's a, a different audience. I think definitely, go ahead. I have a, a Facebook group that I started. It was one of the first things I did start was my Facebook group. And I have almost 6,000 members on that. And then the page, I've got over 2,000 members. And I find it really hard to pull those Facebook people into YouTube because I still, I'm not, a, I'm under 2,000 subs on YouTube still. So it's, uh, it's kind of baffling to me that, you know, I've got like 6,000 members of my group on Facebook, but can't get them over the YouTube to subscribe. So I just find it funny. And then Instagram is totally different itself because you can't really, you know, it's just pretty much you post a little snap of a video or pictures and stuff. So it's just kind of. Yeah. And, and Instagram, I guess, is <laughs> see, I'm been really negligent on those other platforms just simply because I didn't have the time. Um, You know, I'm going to start having some time here real soon. So trying to give the other platforms some love and hopefully, hopefully grow those uh, other. And and that's kind of what I said, you know, I'm saying is that some of these, you know, you'd have a really like you, you know, you have a really big YouTube channel, but you know, the Facebook, you know, might not be as big. And there's this guy barbecue and bottles. I don't know if you know him. He's got a YouTube channel, but he's got an Instagram account that's got over 500,000, you know, followers on it. But I think he just broke like 4,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. (laughs) So it's, it's just kind of weird that some of these social media platforms, you know, you, you'll have a huge following on one and not enough on the other, even if you try to give it, you know, attention. But So I, I know you, you said you're getting ready to retire here soon. So what do you do right now besides YouTube? Um, well, so I've been a police officer with San Diego PD for uh, it's going on 30 years, actually. And 
in that job, one of the things I've done for 26 years is I teach, you know, the driving in the academy, the like pursuit oh, driving. Yeah. And so over the last five years, I've been running that program. So I, I work at, out of the academy. Wow. Cool. You know, I kind of coordinate all the driver's training for the recruits. So you're getting ready to retire from that and do the, the YouTube and the barbecues full time then, huh? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for a new chapter of my life. Believe yeah. me. So getting, so getting back to that. So I know that I've watched some, a lot of your videos and you tend to work on a lot of different grills. You get, you know, companies will send you grills to try out and you have all kinds of different accessories. What's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite grill that you have right now on your patio that you like to use most often personally? That is a really hard question. Um, <laughs> I know it is. It is. I had the same problem. I, uh, I mean, I really, really love my Lone Star grills that uh, that offset vertical. I mean, I I love that thing. I'll just sit. There. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. It, it's just, <laughs> it's just a pleasure to cook on. Um, and you know, I, I that's how I cut my teeth is on offsets. And yeah. you know, I started out with a New Brunsfels Black Diamond, and then I bought a uh, Gator Pit. This thing is just, in my opinion, nothing stands up to this as far as the offsets I've owned. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love that thing. And it's, you know, the the griddle top. Actually, the video I'm uploading, that, that it's, it'll actually go live on Sunday. I, I used the griddle top um, to cook this burger that I did. I, I really love that cooker. Yeah, I've, I've seen more- a few of those Lone Stars. Um, I know that you've got one and Troy's got one and Justin just got one. And yeah. uh, those things are nice. I think Russ Jones has got one also. Those things just yeah. look solid. They look like they're built like a tank. <laughs> so. They're built like a, I mean, it's like a, mine's like a high quality gun safe, you know, it's it's so much attention to detail on this thing and it's not just pretty. It just really functions. I mean, it is just such a magnificent cooker. Um, But you know what? I I love my pit barrel too. And, and whenever someone asks me, you know, they're talking to me, what what should I get? You know, I want to get into outdoor cooking. The first thing I always suggest that they buy is a pit barrel just because it's very, very affordable. And yet, you know, it, it does so much. And, yeah, um, and it's easy to use. There's no yeah. adjusting the vents or anything like that. It's you put the charcoal in and you put the lid on and you hang your meat and you're done. <laughs> and, I, and I always, you know, I'll do videos on them. And I, and I use this this thing as it was a te- as it was intended to be used. I, I, you know, I'm friends with Noah, the owner of the company. And. I have never in my entire life, and I probably should just out of curiosity, but I'm almost afraid to know. Uh, I've never put a temperature gauge in the pit itself to, to, to see where it sets, you know, where it's cooking at. You know, you're, it's not designed to do that, so I don't do it. I just cook on yeah, it. Yeah, I do. I have a junior. I don't have the full-size pit barrel. I have a junior. Yeah. But Noah, Noah sent me to kind of test out when they started selling them again because, you know, I, I contacted him. He goes, look, we're, we're going to release the junior again, and we want to – have somebody test it out. So, you know, it's okay. I mean, if it's, you know, it's a small, it's a lot smaller than the, the normal size yeah. one, but I do run a, a temperature probe in it and that thing just sits right around 275, no matter what yeah, you do. That's yeah. <laughs> and that's a perfect temperature to cook just about anything. You can cook really brisket, is. pork butt, ribs, chicken, you know, you can cook everything right there at, at that temperature. So now I see, I know you, you, you like made your own ballistic, uh, griddle and some some other 
um, accessories and appliances for like the Weber kettles and stuff. How, how did you get involved in that? Um, I'm, <laughs> it actually started because of the, uh, my burger series, the copycat series. I, um, I go kind of, kind of spastic, I guess, when it comes to the research, when I'm going to do a, a like a copycat and, okay. um, I was going to do a, well, it was one of the, I think it was a smash burger was the first one. And I went out, I went to a local fabrication shop and I just had them cut me a a semicircle out of mild steel. And I started cooking on that thing. You know, I did the the video on it and I just loved cooking on that thing. I mean, it's, it's just fun to cook on, you know, that type of cooking. And especially the more I got into the, the burger culture, I guess, uh-huh. the more I realized that, you know, I, in my beliefs that some of the best burgers in the country come off of a flat top. Yeah. And, I just, uh, I just recently got a 22 inch Blackstone. I got it off of um, Facebook marketplace for like uh-huh. 40 bucks. Somebody bought it brand new. Didn't want, you know, gave it to somebody, I guess, and they didn't want it. And so I got it out for brand new for 40 bucks. And I actually just cooked on it tonight. I was making fajitas, you know, uh, you know, I made shrimp and chicken fajitas on it. So, yeah, I like cooking on it, too. I have a griddle for my Kamado Joe's as well, and I like cooking on those. But there's something about, a, you know, I, used, I, I started cooking in restaurants back when I was a teenager. So mm-hmm. I'm used to cooking, you know, on a big flat top, you know, in a restaurant, cooking burgers and steaks and just about everything, breakfasts, everything, you know, cheese sandwiches. So I, I like cooking on a griddle, too. So that's kind of why I like I got that little 22 uh, inch Blackstone. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Griddles cooking is fun, too. So, yeah, I used to get a lot of comments, like a lot of negative comments. You know, people, why are you doing that? You know, you've got this grill, this open grate, and I'm just like, cook on one, and then you'll know why I'm doing it. It's, yeah. You know, They're so versatile. I mean, you can do anything yeah. on them. I mean. Especially, you know, if you're, you know, for searing off steaks and stuff after a sous vide, it's, they're great. Yeah. yeah I've done it a couple of times. I've, you know, chuck roasts. I've, I've, I've seared some, you know, after I've sous vide chuck roasts. But, I mean, it's, you can do just, a, you know, a lot with it. But I love my grills, too. But those, I mean, it's. My patio probably looks a little bit like yours. I've got, you know, a pellet grill. I've got two Kamados. I got the pit barrel and I got the the uh, Blackstone out there. So I can cook just about anything I want yeah. out, out there. You know, I got a little side burner, you know, and an induction burner out there. So I can I can cook anything I want out on my patio. So <laughs> what's your favorite uh, to cook on? You do a lot of wood and, and charcoal. So do you? Do you like gas as well or pellets? I mean, what do you have a preference or you just, you don't care? My, I mean, I honestly, I I mean, I like cooking on wood, you know, and and lump if I'm going to use charcoal. Um, If I'm using my griddle top, my flat top, I like to use briquettes just because it's very predictable. Um, But if I was to only choose one fuel, it probably would, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I used to be like a lot of people. I, I, I used to be kind of snobby when it came to, out, you know, grilling barbecue. <laughs> you know, if it, if it wasn't wood, it's, you know, not barbecue or whatever. You know, and I and I the word gas may have well have been a four letter word. <laughs> um, but then I then I got my first gas grill and I realized, you know what, there's a place in my backyard for a gasser. It's right. not my preferred uh, fuel. 
but there's definitely a place for it. I mean, there's some times when, you know, you get home from work, you're tired, you just don't want to deal with, you know, lighting charcoal or whatever. And, and there's nothing wrong with flipping on a flame and throwing a steak on there and then and eating, you know? Exactly. I mean, that's how I feel about the Blackstone and even the pellet grill. I mean, sometimes yeah. I just don't feel like, you know, getting the fire starters out, dumping the charcoal in the, you know, the Kamado and waiting, you know, 30 minutes for it to get hot. I just crank on the pellet grill or turn on the gas on the, on the Blackstone and go, you know, throw some food on it. But um, I don't know. Have you ever followed uh, Meathead Goldwyn on his Facebook page? Yes. He does um, every last Thursday of the month. He does a live and he did one last night and he started out with barbecue snobs. So it's funny that you said that because he, he went on for about the first 15 minutes about barbecue snobs and how he just doesn't like them because the ones that, you know, oh, you know, you got to cook on on wood or it's not real barbecue or you got to use an offset smoke. You can't, you know, he just, he yeah. went on. Yeah. He went off about the first 10 or 15 minutes on barbecue snobs. That was funny. Well, you know, I had an epiphany a while back and um, it was when I started cooking on these alternate fuels, you know, the, the pellets and the gas and stuff. And my feeling is, you know, I, I love cooking on wood. I love cooking on charcoal because part of the pleasure that I get out of cooking is controlling the heat, you know, controlling the dampers and everything and, and managing the heat. But, but not everyone wants to do that, you know? Right, yeah. And I feel like what, what, what I want to accomplish with my channel is to get people outside and cook. And if that means getting them outside on a pellet cooker, that's fine. You know, just get out there, cook for your family, cook for your friends, enjoy what you're eating, have fun. And I can say the same thing about a gas grill, you know, so my mindset has completely changed when it, when it comes to the, you know, gas or pellets or whatever. Um, as long as you're outside, you're having fun, you know, you're, you're bonding with your friends. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. Well, and a lot of people start with simple stuff like a gas grill or, yeah. you know, a little Weber kettle or, you know, whatever. I mean, not everybody wants to, you know, go out and buy a Lone Star, you know, offset, you know. You know, or, you know, a big green egg or a Kamado Joe or, you know, a $8,000, you know, Yoder pellet grill. You know, they start off small and then they learn. That's how I did it. I mean, I started off, you know, with a little um, Brinkman, you know, vertical electric smoker that you just tossed wood in the bottom and a little electric burner, you know. It <laughs> just kept it yeah. kept it going for you, but I had fun doing it, and then I then I learned, and then you start going down the road. So I think as long as you're cooking good food, it doesn't really make a difference. Hey, all it's Darren. I want to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast, Inkbird Products. Inkbird's been around since 2010. They make some good uh, humidity controllers, temp controllers, thermometers. They just released a new line of uh, barbecue thermometers. I actually have the IBT4XS model, which is a Bluetooth 4-probe barbecue thermometer. It has up to 150-foot range on the Bluetooth, has built-in uh, times and temps for different meats, works really great. Check them out, Inkbird Products. You can find them on my Amazon store on the link on my uh, website. Also, you can check them out on Facebook, Inkbird Barbecue. You can join their group. They have discount codes, giveaways all the time. But welcome, Inkbird Barbecue Products, to the Fire and Water Podcast. Check them out, guys. Thanks. 
So that's kind of a good segue into getting into the sous vide Q barbecue stuff. I mean, it's getting a little bit more popular. You know, Meatheads now even got a whole section on his website. But one of the first people I've ever saw do it was you on YouTube was using sous vide and incorporating it with barbecue, mixing the two together. And that's one of the things that kind of intrigued me back when I first started getting into sous vide because I'd been doing barbecue for you know, 30 years. And, you know, I started looking at sous vide and got really interested in it. And one of the first things I said, well, wow, I could kind of use this mixing it with barbecue and make it, you know, kind of easier and, you know, just kind of play around with it. And then, you know, one of your videos, I think is one of the first ones I saw. And uh, so what got you into doing that? <coughs> it's funny. Um, there, a good friend of mine, his name is John Crisette. He He has a channel that unfortunately for all of us, he stopped uploading on um, called Big Meat Sunday. And um, John was really into sous vide. And he actually bought me my first sous vide. He bought a sous vide circulator. He bought two of them, one for me and one for him. He didn't tell me. He just sent it to me. Because we had been talking, you know, talking about sous vide, sous vide on the, the telephone. And um, I started playing around with it. And I was watching, um, I'm sure you've watched Chef Steps, uh-huh. the channel. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, this is cool. You know, and then I started uh, tinkering around with it and cooking, you know, cooking steaks and uh, just playing around with it. And I thought to myself, uh, this was, you know, I guess what, four years ago, I think, when I did the first sous vide video that I did, um, I started thinking, you know, I have never in my life had, which a medium rare brisket. I mean, because think about it, briskets are so darn tough. Right. And, and I thought I'm going to cook that damn thing into submission with my sous vide circulator. <laughs> um, but I'm going to cook it at a medium rare temperature, like 130 degrees. So I cooked it at 130 for like 45 hours. And then I seared it off and it was good. I mean, it was nice, tender, medium rare beef. And that, you know, that was, I guess, how I started. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's one of the things that intrigued me about it when I first started looking into it is that I could take something that, you know, beef ribs or brisket, something that you normally on a barbecue, you have to cook it into submission. You got to take it up to over 200 degrees internal temp, you know, yeah. well done in order for it to be tender and juicy. You know, you can take something like that that and cook it. And that's one of the things tender. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of one of the things that, uh, and then I started experimenting, you know, with pork butts and beef ribs and all different kinds. And, and, you know, some of my earlier videos were comparing the two, which, you know, it's not really which one that comes out better. It's just, it comes out different, you know, and that's kind of what I try to explain to people. It's not one, one may not be, one may be better overall than the other, as far as, you know, taste or whatever I said, but, you know, I cook things different all the time. I don't just cook fish one way. I don't cook, you know, eggs one way all the time. So why not cook other meats like that, that you can, now you have the ability to cook different ways to see how it tastes or how it comes out. Well, and and on the note of, you know, kind of my philosophy of just wanting to get people out there cooking, a, a good buddy of mine, that guy could not, he can't cook to save his life. And so he's kind of making a joke about how his, his wife's out there, trying to cook steaks, but, but again, they're just not eating 
they're not cooked right. They want medium rare and it's, you know, they're overcooking them and everything. So I, um, I bought him a, a sous vide circulator and I gave him my book and I went over to his house and I showed him how to use the thing. And now they're just, you know, they're cooking beautiful steaks now, you know? Right. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. It's cool. It's funny though. He still calls cause I was like messing around with, uh, seasoning it with rosemary, you know, sprigs of rosemary in the bag while it was, uh, in the immersion and everything. And he's like, calls me up. Hey, what are those trees you bought again? Those, those, trees? <laughs> those <laughs> he's sticks. Still, yeah. He's still real ignorant when it comes to cooking, but he can cook a good steak using that sous vide circulator. So, yeah. Well, and that's, that's one thing I, I, you know, I always like to experiment when I cook. I mean, like that's, I, I was, like I said, I, I started cooking when I was, you know, in my early teens when I started in restaurants. So I've cooked my whole life. I cooked, you know, meals for my family. My wife doesn't like to cook. So, I mean, I'm the one who cooks all the time. We have family get togethers. I cook and I, I like to experiment and yeah, you know, I like trying different things and new things, different kinds of cooking methods, different kind of, you know, foods. So, I mean, it just kind of falls into play where, you know, Hey, you can, you can play around with this kind of thing and see what comes out best. So what's your favorite thing to cook sous vide and barbecue together? Uh, my favorite, I think, would be like a, just a ridiculously thick, uh, like a porterhouse or, a, you know, a ribeye. Like I'm talking like a three pounder, you know, something that you would have to go very, very low and very, very slow and then reverse sear if you're cooking it on a conventional cooker. Right. Um, you know, because you get that perfect, you know, that you don't get that halo, you know, with sous vide. It's just, you know, perfect pink to pink top to bottom so i think that's my and that may be kind of boring but that's my favorite i, I just really love doing doing things like that and, and the cool thing is is you can have a bunch of those going in the sous vide while you're you know visiting with your friends having beers or whatever then hey you guys want to eat now then sear them off and you're going you know right yeah and i, I have a couple different sous vides and a couple different containers so i could always like hey you want yours medium rare you want yours medium yeah. you know you have a couple little you know containers going with you don't have to worry about, oh, I got to pull this one off and let me check yeah. with the, uh, you know, thermometer and see where it's, I mean, it's a lot, a lot easier and quicker, I man. You can be done in, you know, a matter of minutes. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, eating. Yeah, yeah, we, have like, we have like four different circulators here and it's the same thing. You know, someone wants a medium well, which I don't know why they would, but if they do, right. we can do it, you know. Personal preference, man. People, you know, will they eat the way they want to eat. And that's one of the things, the big things I always push in my Facebook group, especially because you always on, on social media, you get all these people, you know, you got to eat your meat medium rare. It's like, dude, you know, everybody has their own personal preference on everything, food included. Yeah. You know, some people don't like steak. Some people just like to eat chicken. So you can't sit there and tell them they have to eat a steak. <laughs> They're going to eat yeah. it the way they want to eat it, you know. And so I, I have a hard time trying to keep people in line just on the Facebook groups. Like you know, they get all, you know, bullyish on people and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't put up with that because. That's good. Everybody's That's good. got a personal preference. You can't try to force yours on somebody else, especially somebody you don't even know that's on the internet. <laughs> yeah. So, so what made you start uh, writing your book, and how long did that take you, and all that? <laughs> that's a funny story. Well, um, so I was actually a publishing house emailed me because they saw my that brisket video we were talking about, the medium rare brisket. And they wanted to talk to me on the phone about writing a book. And um, she was, you know, telling me, you know, 
Barbecue's trending right now. Sous vide's trending. Would you write a book for us? So <laughs> I did. It was my first book I ever wrote, and it was way, way more work than I ever thought it would be, bro. I'm telling you. But um, I, I mean, I put a lot of hours into that. I, I can't tell you how many hours I put, but it was way more work than I was expecting. It was a lesson learned. But I can imagine good. just putting together the recipes and, and all that. And then just the putting together the, I've read the whole book and just putting together the history of sous vide, the history of barbecue. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that, but for all those that are listening, I forgot to mention the, the name of the book is sous vide barbecue and you can find it on Amazon. Uh, is it also on like Barnes and Noble and all that, Greg? I know it's on Amazon because that's where I got it. For me. Yeah, it's on, a few, it's on a few different websites, including Barnes and Noble. And there's actually a couple brick and mortars that have it there, which made me feel proud. <laughs> so yeah, sous vide barbecue and BBQ, right? And that's uh, Greg Mervich. So check that out, guys. You can find that on Amazon. If you want to go to my fire and water cooking store on my website, uh, Amazon, it's it's right there. There's a link in the recommended products um, on, on my fire and water cooking website under recommended products. It's one of the recommended reading. It's one of the first books I got listed there. So, so yeah, that sounds like it was a really, you know, you put a lot of effort into it. So has it really paid off? I mean, how, how successful has it been? I mean, I can't give you a number of how many copies it sold. I mean, I probably could, but I'm too lazy to look, but, <laughs> but I've had, I've had a couple pretty decent, uh, you know, royalty checks. So um, not, it's not paying off my house, but it's, you know, it's been nice to me. Has it, it's, got, it's actually, has it gotten you like more recognition on your YouTube channel and everything else? Is people contacting you more? Or? Yeah, I've had a lot of um, I've had a lot of questions coming through my email on uh, uh, sous vide questions. Um, but it's actually motivated me. One of the things I'm going to do when I I've actually already started kind of putting together the recipes. I, I want to do a hamburger book. Yeah. That, that would be good. I mean, that, that would fit because you've been doing hamburgers for a year or so. Yeah. I'm sure you got a whole stack of them. You could, uh, you could probably fill a, you know, a really thick book full of them. So yeah, I could, uh, I could, I could write a pretty big book. I don't know if I'm going to try to self publish it or try to, you know, find a publisher that'll buy into it, but I'm, either way, I'm definitely going to do that. How, uh, I mean, so the, that particular publisher contacted you, would they, would they not, um, if you approached them about doing another book, would they not? I haven't approached them yet, just okay. simply because I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to get into that again. Um, but I think what I'm going to do is just go ahead and write it. And, and, I, and I learned so much about that experience, you right. know, the formats and everything. I think I'll just put it together and then. I'll pr maybe approach them. I, I don't know. How was the um, process of that? Did you like, you know, write a draft copy and then have to go back, you know, 150 different times? And yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> it, it was uh, basically there were kind of timelines they were expecting. Um, there was an outline first I had to write. And then uh, as I progressed through the chapters, they, I would have to send them, those chapters and then their editors would go through and there was changes they would want to make and questions they would ask that, you know, I'd have to include into in the, uh, in the instructions or whatever. So it was tedious. It, it was frustrating at times. So there were moments where I thought, what the hell did I get myself into? Um, 
but it, the end result I, it was very rewarding. You know, just um, and then the first time Karen, my wife, my wife and I walked into Barnes and Noble, and there it was. That was uh, a feeling that I've never had before. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it, it it was really a, a good feeling. Well, I'm sure something you put a lot of you know work into and you know time and effort, and then to see it on a shelf somewhere, you know, with your name on it something that you know you worked hard to i'm sure it was very rewarding i'm sure so yeah it was so i know that you just got back from dallas not too long ago you had a big uh uh visit down there with um, at the hpb uh, expo and you met a bunch of other youtubers how how was that how'd you like doing that do you do that every year or is that just something you did this year Uh, that was the first time i've been to the hpb Uh, i've been to the um the International Hardware Convention, which also has a really large outdoor uh, living uh, section. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be uh, it's going to be an uh, annual thing for me from now on. The next one will be in um, New Orleans. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, looking at going there next year, so I might meet up with you guys because it looks like you mm-hmm. had a lot of fun, and I love New Orleans. So, I'm yes, gonna, we will definitely meet up. I'm 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 thinking I want to try to get away for that weekend because it looks like you guys had a good time and I saw some other videos from out there. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the HPB Expo is a big, um, you know, barbecue and patio. Uh, and I think, don't they have other, and it's just like outdoor type living um, expo for, you know, manufacturers that make grills, make patio furniture, um, anything that you would use outdoors pretty much. So, um, I know that there was a lot of uh, a lot of barbecue people out there, a lot of barbecue manufacturers and different grills. A lot of them, you know, released new grills and stuff. I saw that Camp Chef had released their, or brought out their new Wi-Fi uh, woodwind pellet grill. And I know there were some other things out there that you guys saw. Uh, I watched Justin Babyback Maniac's videos, and you know, he showed a bunch of different new things that are coming out that um, look pretty cool. So. I think I'm going to try to do that next year. But uh, did you see anything out there yourself that you said, man, I got to have that when it comes out or I want to get one of those? Um, well, of course. And I, I, you know, that the aluminum Kamado that blaze has yeah. intrigues me. And I actually saw that um, when it was in its prototype stage uh, a few years ago in um, Baton Rouge, uh, actually at blaze. And so that's very intriguing to me. Um, other than that, I, honestly, there was a lot of things I've already seen. There was a tech makes a, an infrared grill that was, I've never, you know, I've cooked on infrared burners before, you know, on my gas grill has one. But this thing, it's got a kind of a, a really high temp glass that covers the burners. And then there's a grill grate over that. And they were telling us just how ridiculously hot you can crank this thing up to and still pour water on, onto this glass top and it won't crack. That was kind of intriguing for me. I don't know if I'd want one, but while I was in the moment <laughs> listening to the, uh, you know, listening to the rep talking about it, right. I did want one. Sure. But then once I got home, I started thinking about it. It's like, eh, you know, I don't know if I need one of those, but it was kind of cool while I was there, I guess. That's what, you know, I used to go to the big, uh, you know, consumer electronics shows out in Vegas back, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I was selling electronics. So 
that's that's what always was with me you know you go through these you know especially you know that that's huge it takes up like the whole city of las vegas pretty much you know mm-hmm. and if you've ever been to that you, you just the ces shows are amazing you just walk around you're just like i want one of those i want one of those i want one of those <laughs> you know yeah. and then yeah. you get home and you go well they weren't really practical but you're like yeah <laughs> when you're there man you just you see all this new the new toys it's you're like a kid in a candy store i can understand that so yeah, you get you know you get that those endorf- endorphins are pumping. Yeah, <laughs> testosterone pumping. starts flowing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty impulsive too. So me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a it was a very very fun show, and like uh, you know Craig Tabor. I don't know if you know who he is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know be, Craig. Big Green Craig. Yeah, yeah Big Green Craig used to be right. Big Green Craig. <laughs> uh, you know, he and I have kind of been following each other for years, but we've never met in person. So that was just awesome meeting him. And uh, of course, hanging out, you know, I, Justin and I, we've become great friends over, over the last couple of years, but um, we'd never met in person. That's the first time we've met in person. And then Troy, of course, and I've met Troy a couple of times. He's a great guy. Um, Harry Sue, fun to be with. It was just uh, an awesome time. Awesome time. And Chris, you know, from Get Out and Grill was there with us. Right. Yeah, I follow all those guys. So I've watched all the videos of that, you know, the fun you guys had. So, I mean, the, it's really it's really great watching you guys, you know, just, you know, especially the last one that I just watched. I think it was, I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it was Harry's or Greg's, or uh, not Greg's, or um, Justin's, where you guys were all cooking stuff. And, um, but I think Harry just did one too, but just amazing yeah. how you guys can all, you know, cook, you know, different stuff. And then Harry comes around and grabs everything from everybody and makes his own little, uh, you know, noodle dish. It looked great. So what else do you kind of see in the future um, as far as new cooking, you know, grills or anything like that? What, what, what do you, what would you think to try to put together a design that would make it easier for you or something new? I just right now pellet cookers are going through some amazing changes and I just um, can't really predict what's going to happen there, but I think there's, uh, we're going to see, we're going to see pellet cookers are going to be on top of the heap right now. I think they're definitely, uh, they've got the folks over at Weber worried. I, I can tell you that. Yeah, I can see they're getting cheaper. They're getting more innovative. They're getting more connected with the Wi-Fi and the and all that kind of stuff. People love that stuff, and that's kind of what happened with the sous vides, you know, too. You know, with Jewel and Anova, you know, people want something that's easy and they can use on their phone. So that's what yeah. attracts a lot of people. You know, even though I don't use the Wi-Fi function on my sous vide units, I really haven't. You know, or even you know, I have an I command temp controller for my Kamados. I just got and. I use it mostly just to stoke the fire. So <laughs> I don't use it for the Wi-Fi, you know, to be out, out, you know, shopping and then set the temperature or anything like that. But um, it still attracts people, even though, even though they don't want to, you know, they use it that, that much. It's just something that attracts people. It just, it's a new toy. So, yeah. I mean, years ago I had a stoker. Well, I still have it. It's just in a box, but, um, and I, I just found myself, you know, eh, I don't really want to use this thing. I'd rather kind of do it old school but i i also like i guess i just don't trust um probably going to make some people mad but you know like networks go down oh, yeah. and like when i use my anova 
I use the dial. You know, I just right. dial in what temperature I want. And, yeah, and that's kind of why I never bought a Jewel because there's no manual control. You have to use no. your phone with it. So I never bought one. People love them that have them, you know, and it's like yeah. great. But, you know, what happens if you you don't have your phone or you break your phone or something and you got to wait till you get your phone to be able to use your, you know, sous vide unit? It's kind of silly. And I even, made that, I even made that point in my book. I have an Innova and I love it. It's like, uh, it's so high quality. It's like, I, I refer, it's like the iPhone of sous vide circulators, but that's my concern. And I've never had this happen, but I know that networks go down. And if it goes down, there's no way with, with the Innova of setting your temperature. Hey, the Jewel. I mean, not the Innova, the Jewel. Yeah, yeah and exactly. That's, that's the way I feel about it. And, you know, but people will do, hey, and, and they're having issues right now anyway. They just released yesterday. They laid off a whole bunch of people. So I don't know. But um, so we had talked earlier about um, maybe doing a collaboration. So I'd like to talk more about that with our videos. So something you can give me some ideas about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love to. I'd love to. And again, coming up here real soon, I'm going to have a lot more time on my hands and I plan on doing a lot of traveling and maybe I can zoom on out to Florida or something. We could do something actually uh, shoulder to shoulder if you would want. Yeah, that'd be great. You can, I got a big patio with a lot of grills on it. So I have no problem. I got a spare room too. So if you're going to head out this way and uh, I yeah, I know we were talking, you were, you were getting kind of <laughs> talking about gas prices the other day, you know, how, how gas prices are out there in California. And I told you, you know, they're only like two, two thirty here out in Florida and, you know, we don't have a state income tax either. So, and the weather's just as good. We get a little hotter, but yeah, your gas is only half the price as ours. Come on, yeah. it's like four bucks here. Crazy. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to kind of talk about before we we uh, call it a night? I know that it's uh, it's a Friday night, and you're probably getting ready to head out and cook for your wife. So yeah, it's actually uh, my wife's birthday was yesterday, so we're probably going to go out and grab well, a little. Tell pie. her happy birthday. Um, I will. I will. Um, you know, if I can pimp myself out you a little certainly bit, can. I, okay, I appreciate that. So I am doing a little kind of a, a little mini series. I got real enthused about this. Uh, I was watching the burger show. I don't know if you ever watched the burger show on YouTube. No. It's, it's produced by first we feast. And um, I just love that show. My dream is to someday be on that show, but <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But um Anyway, they went to, it was uh, Alvin Kalen, he's a chef. And then I don't, do you know who Casey Neistat is? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So they went to Shake Shack's Innovation Kitchen and got to sample three of, they, Shake Shack makes these uh, spe- limited edition hamburgers. And w- this one they had was um, made by this like Michelin star Italian chef. And it just totally motivated me. So I decided I'm going to do a recreation of each one of those burgers that they had on that show. So I did my, I shot my first, first uh, hamburger video uh, last week. It's going to post Sunday of Shake Shack copycat. And I think I did pretty damn good on that. And then I'm shooting a video this Monday. It's going to be the second one. And I'm going a little rogue. I'm not even going to tell you what I'm going to do because I'm going to, uh, I'm going to raise some eyebrows, I think. I came up with an accessory for a particular cooker and they don't even know that I did this, 
<laughs> and I'm going to post a video and just see what kind of reaction it gets. I want to see what kind of conversation, because I, I've been trying to talk them into making this accessory. Right. And hopefully this video will convince them that, it, that it's a good idea. Well, that sounds but, that sounds good. So, yeah, if you're out there, guys, make sure you uh, check out Ballistic Barbecue's YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Click the bell for notifications so you know when these videos he's talking about come out. Um, it's real real important to click that bell. Or you won't get notified when the new videos come out. So, but Anything else you want to touch base on? No, well, other than that, you know um, – I'm actually coming out with a, a line of, of accessories, but not like flat tops or anything, like basting brushes and uh, spatulas and things like that. Um, I've kind of connected with this a manufacturer here in the United States, by the way, and uh, we're coming up with a pretty badass line. I mean, they have this kind of a medieval look to it. So, Are those going to be on like Amazon or your own website or their website? Uh, we're, we're, you know, right now we're just in the kind of, we're coming up with prototype stages. Okay. So I'll let you know where, you know, where they'll be available when they're actually available. Right now we're kind of uh, in the design and prototype stage, but. Well, if everybody follows you on your YouTube channel and your Facebook page, they'll, they'll be notified. I'm sure as soon as they're available. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Well, I want to thank you for joining me and thank you for being my first guest. It's been great having you. I've, uh, I've been watching your videos for a number of years and you've been an inspiration to me and I'm sure you've been an inspiration to a lot of other people out there. And it's, uh, it's really great being a part of the YouTube, uh, you know, cooks community because a, a lot of the guys like you and Troy and Justin and, and Harry, you know, help each other out and excited about, you know, teaching people. And that's kind of what I want to do. And, and, you know, that's why I want you're one of the first ones I wanted to have on my podcast because, you know, I, I've looked up to you and just, just, uh, I, I really appreciate the things that you do and some of the others that, you know, trying to help people and not look down on people or be condescending. It's just, um, it's always about helping people learn and all that. So I want to thank you for being on and, uh, make sure you take your wife out to a great restaurant for her birthday and, uh, anything else you want to say, just, um, go ahead and no, again, thank you. This is, again, a real honor for me to be your first guest. I, I really, really appreciate this. And also, welcome to the family, man. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. It's uh, It's been fun. I started this back in May of last year, and uh, I've thrown a lot into it, and uh, it's growing pretty good. Um, of course, you know, when we first start, we always want it to grow faster, but I'm kind of happy where it's going, and, and things like this podcast, I hope, are going to help, and it's going to help expose a lot more of us out there too i'm hoping so thanks for being with me uh i appreciate it and i look forward to those videos coming up ballistic barbecue on youtube and facebook check them out guys greg mervich check out his book sous vide bbq on amazon thanks a lot greg i will talk to you later hey thank you darren i appreciate it buddy well, guys, thanks for joining us today. Thanks to Greg for being on. Make sure you check out his uh, YouTube channel, Ballistic Barbecue. Check him out on Facebook. Check out his book, Suvi BBQ, on Amazon. We appreciate you guys following along. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We have some good guests coming up here in the next uh, month or so. Uh, Troy from T-Roy Cooks will be on here soon. Jason Logston from Amazing uh, Food Made Easy. Exploring Sous Vide. He's another author with uh, some good Sous Vide books. 
So make sure you uh, follow along with us. Make sure you check out the Fire and Water Cooking channel on YouTube, Fire and Water Cooking page on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And thanks again for following us. Subscribe, and I'll see you on the next one.